Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. On today's show, we're talking about the possibility of no host at the Oscars again. And then, oh boy, brace yourselves for this Cats review. We are way too excited for that. And then another to all the loves, the boys I love before. I'm still never going to be able to say that title right. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not happening. To all the boys I loved before. And this one's called a to, to all the boys I loved before, Pete. P.S. I still love you. Oh, my God. That movie is going to be an SEO nightmare, but at least it looks delightful. And I have the pleasure of talking about that trailer today with Emma and Darina. How are you guys doing? Hello, Perry. Good morning. It's very early, but (laughs) I only wake up early for you. I appreciate that for me and for Kat. So we're excited about that trailer, which I'm going to get the title right by the time we get to that portion (laughs) of the show. But we are also going to review the movie Cats today. And like we are all bursting at the seams right now. (laughs) We do have one topic to hit before we even get there, though. Of course, it's this report saying that uh, maybe the Oscars are going to go hostless. Just for a little background here, we do know that that's what happened in 2019. And by going that route, not only did they shave off 30 minutes of the runtime, but it also saw a 12% uptick in viewers. Now we've got Deadline reporting that uh, the Academy and the Oscar producers are considering doing that same approach again. And not having a host. So first off here, what do you guys think of them not having a host? Did you prefer the way the ceremony ran last year? It's interesting because yes and no. From the point of view of shaving down the runtime, absolutely. Because these award shows tend to go on and on and on. And a lot of the time you can get into some very self-indulgent kind of inside baseball-y sort of stuff with a host. But that being said, I remember watching the Oscars as a kid and I guess when I was little, I didn't realize there were different hosts because like Billy Crystal is the first person I could remember hosting the Oscars and he did it for so many years and he was so fantastic. So I feel like almost we just got, we just got to find the right host. You guys, we got to find the right host. We got to find the right writers and then we will achieve perfect Oscars. I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted. 
I'm I'm a little confused by the whole thing because I'm starting, or more so than ever, starting to realize the fact that I I very quickly forget how the ceremony ran. Yeah, if, me I'm, too. if I'm being completely honest, yes, I know there are some good hosts and there's some better years than others, but I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm so obsessed with the movies and who who's actually <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. the awards that I very quickly forget the bits in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm kind of with Emma too, where I grew, I love uh, watching the Oscars with my family, specifically yeah. Billy Crystal's. Uh, opening because he always did the remix songs that are, that that we all loved, mm-hmm. but anything to make this show shorter, I am all for. Yeah, because, exactly. It's really long. Yeah, it's, and, but there's other ways to cu- to also uh, cut the runtime. Like they they always have these weird kind of. Uh, extra songs that are usually not as good and then they don't sing the actual songs that are nominated and they do weird things where they add uh, stuff that nobody cares about including some montages that aren't very good right yeah. so so they there's ways to do it i think if you get the host you know i would want then i would be very happy if it was somebody like kian peel right like if oh, it was somebody yeah. that was actually that actually did even, more creative that stuff, would be awesome know? yeah exactly. oh, i'm really into that idea right? i thought they were gonna them? put some sort of horror spin on the yeah. on the ceremony <laughs> and have some like witchy person get up there and do i mean it. if jordan peel's up there yeah maybe he could do something fun that if you lose we die no I'm I, kidding. I think i have the best pitch in the world lynn shea hosting the oscars oh that's a good one too. <laughs> i would I would thoroughly enjoy that. That's never it. happening. Same. Do you guys think that they are going to change course and go back to a host, or do you think they're really going to see it through this way? I My inclination is they're really going to see it through this way because ultimately it comes down to those ratings. But just to throw a wrench sure. into the ratings argument here, so the ratings for the Oscars did go up, but then we also know that the Emmys followed suit. They didn't have a host, and their ratings absolutely Went plummeted. Down. So was it a no-host thing last year for the Oscars specifically, or oh, was it a or situation where there was so much, you know, not-so-great buzz about how all that stuff sure. went down, and everybody was just curious? I was going to say that that's that was exactly the point I was going to touch on, is maybe people were just curious to see how it would go with no host and then even though people watched it they didn't like it and that's why they didn't watch the emmys which had no host so or maybe uh maybe not in our space but it's possible that just movies are more popular and people watch the oscars more than the emmys too so yeah, there's that yeah. just in general. I think in general, right, that the Oscars are more popular. It's I like the, it's like the biggest the, award uh, show ever. Yeah, right. Because even I don't the really Grammys are watched by. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe you know what you need. You just need Judy Dench in cat mode hosting. Yes, perfect. I was going to suggest the answer. I was going to suggest Idris Elba in, in in his weird naked catness with his hat. So you know, yeah. like, we're saying- it's, it's, did I tell you? I'm telling my kids that that's actually the cat in the hat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you exactly. would do that. That's yeah. very appropriate. I like I that. I feel like we're joking about it, but that is the but kind of like shtick or stunt that would actually get people. Or to watch you just the show. get everybody in the in the actual room to look like anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm definitely watching that's the whole a, thing. You know what? That's it. That's how you do the Oscars. You exactly. have the Oscars hosted by people who are performing. As if they are in the musical Cats. Yeah. Done. I love Done. how I've gone from someone who's like, make sure every single award gets its spotlight, <laughs> treated with like the utmost respect. And now I'm like, just let Cats host the Oscars. Cause 
I mean, I would watch the future show. Yeah, because I haven't been as excited about award shows in you know in recent years. So that would totally get me to watch. How much does your excitement for the Oscars in particular pertain to the movies that are nominated? Oh, always, Always. every time. That's why last year I thought I I was not into most of the movies. Right? If this year uh, my my favorite movies get get nominated like A Parasite or or Jojo Rabbit, I'm so in. But if it's gonna be like last year, which like Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm not into that. Right. And I think and and because I I'm feeling very much the same way that you are, Doreen, that there were so, so many movies this year that I really loved Mm -hmm. that I think the chances of the stuff that I was really into getting nominated are very are very strong simply by a numbers game because, again, the quantity of stuff that I liked this year was massive. We had a great year of movies, man. I'm as much as we're in this space yeah. and we complain about stuff all the time, there's good movies just, this year. Really just really good. Briefly, so we know what could get nominated yeah. for an Oscar, but of all the things that have little to no mm. chance that you would be rooting for, what would you pick? Uh, Parasite for sure. Well, Parasite's got a real chance. I don't know if that has chance. little to no oh, chance. Oh, you think so? Oh, my, I, if, if Bong Joon-ho gets nominated a, for director, man, I'm yeah, going to freak out. I, that's awesome. At this point in time, things could change as we roll through the season. I am betting on, at the very least, a Best Director nomination, okay. a Best Picture nomination. I, um, I it really could run away so. with the, the foreign language film win. I mean, in addition to least. Least. Yeah, in yeah. addition to getting a Best Picture nomination, should, I, yes. I think for me, and this may this one again, I think is a cusp where it may get some love at the Oscars. But Honey Boy, yeah, that's a good Honey call. Boy yeah. is so good. If you have not seen it, it's on Amazon Prime. Watch it; it's amazing. I'm a big fan of that one. I, again, I don't think this is going to happen, yeah. but I would like to see it happen. Whether it's for Honey Boy or Peanut Butter Falcon, yes. Shia LaBeouf to somehow like get what into is that he conversation and get some recognition. Yeah, he like stood in front of the mirror and he was like, "Do it," and then he did it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. so so good in both of those movies. Uh-huh. I want to see. It. I want to see him get an Oscar yes. nomination for something. But man, those those fields are packed right now. They There's are. too much. There's too much. Um, all right. <laughs> We're going to have too much to say about this right now. <laughs> it is time. Welcome to the Collider Video <laughs> Movie Review for Cats. Um, yeah. Cats. Cats. I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> I still don't know how many nights are we removed from our screening. I still don't know if I could formulate a proper sentence about how I feel about this movie, especially when you compare it to how we usually talk about yes. movies. This just feels like such a bizarre anomaly to me that I well, I can't even wrap my mind around how to begin to assess it right this now. This is the thing about Cats. The movie Cats is exactly the musical Cats. Mm-hmm. If you have seen the musical Cats, the movie is really not that different. There's Judy Dench cat. It's just a bunch of cats introducing themselves. Uh, and that's the movie. But Emma, though, is it, though, like the musical Cats? Because I think most of us have seen the musical Cats. I've certainly seen it. I actually got to see it as a child in Mexico City, and that was something wild. But this movie, I honestly, I had Perry right next to me and and Jim Veboda from IGN, and we could not stop laughing. Oh, yeah. And I felt so bad because they were like, well, the publicists are there, but you were giving us drinks, and you're treating us so well, and you're so nice, but we can't not laugh. Both of you have seen Cats. Yeah. Oh, like yes. a oh yeah. St- I, I've only like I know the I know the popular songs mm-hmm. like I know what memories, but I've never sat through the full oh, story wow. in my life. So, well, so it's this, not really a story. This, I was going to say so. So this this is really this is it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, the, in the play, it's more like 
the cats are singing to the audience about being cats, they're also less committed to being cats than the actors in this movie. See, that's what I'm not not quite understanding because I watched this movie and the first thing I think I said to you, I think maybe even while the movie was going, it's like, People should just not act like cats. But I also know that that show is beloved. It's one of, what yeah. is it, the longest running show in Broadway history or something like it that. It was for a while but anyway. It, I just can't take what I saw in this movie and make that compute. It makes no sense yeah. to me. So again, so Cats is an ensemble dance show. And the movie basically, so there's this featured dance role in the play <laughs> called McCavity. And Idris Elba. Idris Elba's character. Okay. So when I also the, can't remember the names for the life so, of me. That's okay. I got them all. Uh, <laughs> Just say Jellicle a lot. Yeah. Jellicle, Jellicle, what, Jellicle. what does Jellicle mean? <laughs> no one knows. Okay. Okay. Nobody knows. knows. <laughs> Only Jellicle <laughs> knows. Um, so basically, what they did, what, what Thomas Hooper and and company did when they were making this movie, was they looked at the play of Cats and they looked at this dance role of McCavity who in the play is a bad cat. Right. But that's it. Like, he's just a bad cat. And they looked at him and they go, what if McCavity was the antagonist and we're going to make that movie? And that's what this movie is. A lot of but them the, are bad but cats. You, yeah, it is true there are dancing cats, though, but the, but it's <laughs> the design of it. I feel like I was watching... A video game that was really weird, uh-huh. or like a mus- or like the Cats musical version of a video game. Yes. But then while that was happening, because they looked so strange, I couldn't stop looking, but I was also terrified at the same time. <laughs> it's kind of like my my brain was it like was, being eaten by a parasite. Yeah, a little uncanny but valley. But I was also yeah. happy, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I. I don't, I don't even know. Because like the thing that I'm having a hard time with is I've got a lot of people asking me, oh, well, would you recommend it? And this isn't a good movie. No, uh, it's the, not. The execution, but... it's like, one of the things I don't understand, too, is we're always talking about how many people are involved in making one feature film. How did no one put their foot down along the way and say, hmm, this isn't a good idea. We shouldn't execute the story on the big screen quite like this. But even though I don't think it's a good movie, <laughs> I had quite a good deal of fun. And... This, feel, this feels especially mean, but it, it's the truth. We were sitting there that yeah. night, and it's almost like when you're in a theater packed full of people who, you know that feeling when you're trying to hold back a laugh? Oh, yeah. But all oh, of yeah. a sudden, someone near you giggles, and there's no holding. That, it was like that every five minutes, and oh, that yeah. kind of communal laughter has value. Oh, yes, and then, and then it only grew as the movie went mm-hmm. on because the movie just kept getting more and more ridiculous. I mean, you had somebody like Jennifer Hudson, who is brilliant and, and, and just... Actually, the most like beautiful voice. She's, she's genuinely so good in this movie. She too. is, but she like, looks so ridiculous, yeah, and it is not her fault. It never stops being distracting. <laughs> no, too. I thought that there was a chance that at the very beginning, like, okay, once I get wrapped up in the story, I'll forget about this. No, right. because she has a moment where she's belting out memory, and yep. I mean, emoting to the max, and then all of a sudden, they cut to Judy Denchcat. <laughs> I'm never going to remember their names. <laughs> old Judy Denchcat, old, old that, well and done. um. <laughs> They cut to her, and it was like the shot just stayed on her, yep. like a hair too long, Dude, and everyone okay. in the audience but erupted. Can we, can we talk about that final song in the play? Yes, where the camera is close on Judy Dench. You spoilers in your but mind. But the poor cat who plays Victoria, the white cat, and where the girl that They're plays Victoria, and the guy who's, who's Mr. Mustafa's, their faces are also both in frame, but they're like sort of out of focus, and they're just acting so hard. <laughs> 
my god but it was so <sighs> weird because she was like dame judy dench was staring at our soul yes you know what i mean and telling us she's like i am not a dog i am a cat i know and I was oh, like, our whole cool, the man. whole audience i was with it was incredible out loud because at that point it's the end of the movie and we are right. all just like i cannot believe See, this is happening. Sorry, there's also other things that are amiss here yeah. not just the fact that it's like you know a little bit of a weird execution putting mm-hmm. these famous actors in, in this kind of get up with vfx and whatever costumes they were wearing on set but it's also real true issues in the directing the framing of that shot it's it, terrible it's, it's strange it's but strange also, okay, to focus but on a character director what happened? Happened? but we're it's also so talking about thomas hooper who when he was working on les miserables right where you have this opportunity for this show that is about this resistance in paris and we could have seen the whole freaking city instead he's like you know what people want to see <laughs> Eddie Redmayne's terrible jaw tension. Let's shoot the entire movie up people's nostrils. Damn. And the same thing happened in Cats. But but even more, I mean, but crazier. Yes, but it's, yes, totally because crazier. I think it's, for me, it was honestly the way they looked. That I, yeah. I did not, especially because in the music, in the actual musical, the live musical, they have this cool makeup. It right? is, yeah. It is actually pretty cool and impressive even for the, for how uh, old it is, yeah. right? But in this case, it looked like just like the weirdest video game furries. I did not understand what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And and then, like I said, Jennifer Hudson, beautiful voice, mm-hmm. ridiculous looking. Yeah. But my it, I mean, Jennifer Hudson's rendition of Memory is like the most beautiful, beautiful. version of that song I have ever heard. Agreed. And a lot of people have sung that song. Yes. But she looks so weird. She really does. And But my favorite, though, was watching Perry sink more and more into her seat and just trying not to giggle. Yeah. Um, that was I really mean, fun. I, I forgot. I think I said it to you. I, I hate the C word, the cringe word. I mm-hmm. try not to use it, but... Right. Like, that is exactly what I... But my heart and, hurt for a lot of the yes. A-list talent in this. Especially, I mean, Judy Dench was very hard to look at. And yes. Ian McKellen was breaking my heart. Okay, I but also then when Ian like, McKellen okay. started meowing, I clapped. Yes. I was like, that, that was amazing. I, okay, so yeah. for me, I felt like Ian McKellen was the one person who knew what movie exactly. he was in. Exactly, completely Everyone agree. else was taking it too seriously. Yeah. And Ian McKellen was like... I'm just going to chew this scenery yeah. and be a, a, a cat and a queen. My <laughs> favorite, too, was uh, every scene where the cats were, were the cats, where the cat people <laughs> were, were sharing their love for each other. And they're, they're basically just doing this. Or, or like grooming themselves. Yeah, exactly. yeah that, was, that was fun. It's definitely yeah. a very Sometimes. bizarre thing. And it's hearing you guys describe the makeup in the, in the yeah, show. Right. That may, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the fact that well, it looks like people wearing makeup. Whereas yes. this, this is... This is a human face and often human hands and human feet, but the rest Some of them is meant forget. to look like a legitimate cat. <laughs> I, I really, and I can't the, the way the tails were moving yeah, was, it was, it was weird. I didn't See, know what was going but on. I, I will actually give a little props to the VFX department because as awkward as that was to see, you know, fleshed out the way That's, that uh, Tom Hooper envisioned it, I mean, they did their job yeah it, that's that, how that looked as tails. i imagine they yeah. intended for it to look you know it, i just but why did they design them so creepy it is it's so strange because again they made like, something weirder than polar express right that uh, literally yeah. my friend who i was sitting with turned to me during the the tap dance cat train number oh, and God. goes this looks like Polar Express. But creepier. Yes. Because I'm terrified of that movie. Yes. 
And this, but except for cats, I'm not terrified. I just could not stop staring. That's the thing. Like, I actually kind of want to go see it with my friends again totally. just to see their reactions. So I think it, that's the reason it yeah. might make money. It's an awesomely bad movie. So, so wait, let's take a take a moment to actually do that. Would you recommend for because this is this is a bizarre yeah. review? I've never really had a <laughs> review conversation like this before. Do you guys recommend that people go out and see cats? I think that if you enjoy bad movies like I do, where you just, where you know what you're getting and you're going to go to the theater and just have a good time and laugh at a movie and laugh with your friends, this is a good movie for you. I, I completely concur. This yep. is one of those movies where you go in and you go, I cannot wait for the How Did This Get Made episode about this. Yep. Uh, and I mean, there is something like you were saying, Perry, about the experience of shared laughter in the theater. And I guarantee you that's going to happen if you go see cats. Definitely. So I, it is, it's a great theater experience, even if it's not a great movie, that's especially because there's part of the reason why I would recommend yeah. it. Yeah. It's so and there's so many think. good actors in it that it's, that's what makes it more bizarre. And it, you know, I don't want to knock any of their performances yeah. too, because one thing I was very impressed by the whole time is that as ridiculous as all this was, mm-hmm. they were committed. Oh, they yes. were given it they're all, oh, yeah. but it, it feels so wrong to recommend a movie when, you know, and I feel bad saying this too, we're laughing at the movie. We're not laughing with the movie. None of this was their intention whatsoever, but I really do think there's value in that. And I think if you want to have a good time with a whole bunch of people, now is the time to see Cats when you can have that shared experience. Because I don't know if you're going to have the same experience with it sitting at home by no, yourself, unless maybe you had like one or 20 drinks in your hand or something <laughs> like that. But this is the kind of movie to me that it's sitting right now at an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is a very, very low score with a review count of 95 reviews. So that's a significant amount already. But this is the kind of poorly reviewed movie that could wind up becoming, you know, a like, cultural like a, phenomenon like a midnight yeah. movie type yeah. classic exactly. where it becomes, you know, a sing along riot or something yep. like that. So who knows? Look, look at what th- happened with uh, The Room. Right? Yeah. With yeah. Tommy Wiseau. You never know. If that could do it, why not cats? Dude, yeah. like, give me sing-along versions of cats, please. Yeah. Oh, agree. boy. Amazing. Now, I have a question for you, <laughs> yes. for both of you. After you saw the movie, could you look at your cats in the eye? <laughs> it's such a good question. Because <laughs> I went home immediately, and I was, my roommate and I were sitting watching, oh, I think we were catching up on Encore on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> So like I, I went of course from you like were. I went from like <laughs> the musical Cats to a show about high, people from high school reuniting to do their high school musical again. Uh, that's and, Emma for you. It's guys. me. That, yeah. I mean, it's the most me statement that's ever yes. existed. Uh, and my cat Light comes over to me, and I I literally asked him. I was like, Light, what's your Jellicle name? You're not going to tell me? I kind of want to make a Dewey song or something, yeah. but it wouldn't be half as interesting as these bizarre stories. Right. And what's what's the cat's name that's uh, that's Francesca Hayward's like, friend cat? Oh, Mr. Mistopheles? No, 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 oh. not the magic, not, not, not like the, the, magic the magician guy. cat. Oh, uh, Muska's Trap? The, the narrator guy? Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm very impressed. Dewey looks, Dewey looks a little like he him. He does a so little when bit. I got yes. home, I was like, sta- I basically like just stood in the middle of my living room and I stared at Dewey for a little while, just like <laughs> deep in thought. <laughs> And you're like, and you're like, are you like the cats movie I just saw? I don't know. Are you are you a 
jellical or are you not? Or should you jellical? I did genuinely start to think that maybe the better route was to go like the the super silly CG route with cats where you just like make their little yes. mouths move instead of having humans play them. But I don't I don't Here think there's an easy answer Here to this. Maybe maybe cats should have just existed on the stage, but then again I, I would see it again. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, really. Yep, yep. All right, guys. That is our review of the new movie, Cats. Uh, if and when you see it this weekend, do tell us what you think, because we can't stop talking about it, so talk about it with us. All right. Before we go on to our final topic of the day, we got a whole bunch of stuff to let you know about, like a brand new episode of Comic Book Shopping. Here's a clip. Welcome to Comic Book Shopping. We are here at Golden Apple Comics in the heart of Hollywood. I am here with Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. There we go. That's right, Black Manta and, spoilers for later, a character in Watchmen. They don't know what's coming, then boom. And I'm learning right now, by the way. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. this is a lesson. It sounds like The Matrix. Yeah, I mean, it does. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Now, I haven't seen the last episode yet, uh-huh. so this whole thing has been like me dancing around knowing what happens, but will he spoil it in the episode? Probably not. But first, let's get some comics, man. Let's, let's do some shopping. It. Let's do it. So we actually have some breaking news that we're going to cover in a second. But before we get there, a couple more things to plug. We have a Star Wars Episode Nine Rise of Skywalker spoiler review dropping on the channel tonight. So if you want to get in on all the, the good spoiler conversations, that's where it's going to be. On top of that, we're also partnering with the Sonic movie for a Christmas giveaway. So just check out all this information. I believe if you follow Sonic Movie on Twitter, you have a chance to win a super cool uh, Sonic prize pack. So that's an option for you. But right now... Now, so this this is going to be interesting. I don't think we've ever done this on Movie Talk. The Tenant trailer just dropped, so we thought, why not watch it right yes, here on the show? Great, because otherwise, I, like, I uh, wouldn't I would not be on the show because we need to watch it now. We should probably like stay on the otherwise I'm leaving. Yes. So. Do you want to move to the yeah, middle? Yeah, I'll move to the middle. Come here, perfect, thing. perfect. Let Let's move our heads to each other like cats, <laughs> like we like each other. That, that's how, that's, that, that's what's happening. Exactly. Okay. There we go. Let's hope Slack isn't going off the entire time. I'm going to boost the sound on this. Get ready, everyone. I am going to the beginning and I'm pressing play now. Okay. We all believe we run into the burning building. But until we feel that heat, we can never know. You do. You chose to die instead of getting up your colleagues. If I test your past, not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. Ooh. It looks so Christopher Nolan. It does look very Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Is this music by Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Nuclear Holocaust. No. Something else. All I have for you is a word. Tell it. 
like those, some of the wrong ones too. You have to start looking at the world in a new way. Batman. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh. I'm curious to know what the official synopsis. Do we want to, like, intro, yeah. intro ways back here? Aw, why like are you the, guys leaving away from me? That's so sad. We were all so cozy yeah. here. Um, okay, that... That movie, music, I'm pretty happy with. It, it sounds great, and yeah. it's—I mean, it really is incredible how you could see just a couple frames of a movie and just you know, obviously <laughs> yeah. we knew that was Christopher Nolan, but it, yes. it really does feel like it belongs in his, you know, cinematic world. There. Absolutely, but he is a talented, talented director. So that looks very, very pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited, and and that's the thing is whether whether you're into Christopher Nolan films or not. You can't deny that he has—he's got a vision, uh, and he executes it extremely well. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to see if there's that, an that official synopsis. Too. Oh my God, John David Washington! Yeah. This is going to be huge. I love John David Washington. <laughs> this is going to be big for him. Yeah, it's just. Do you guys I, have I don't any entirely, idea what it's about? Well, that's that's <laughs> why I was just desperately searching for a synopsis, which I'm not surprised that they didn't release. But yeah. but that's that, what that's I'm happy about, though. I wish every trailer we saw was like this, where you have yeah. no idea what the story is. This Watching this trailer right now makes me want to go back and revisit the Inception trailer yeah. just to yes. see what trailer one for that one was right. like. I because was I think that, that any idea that I formulate at this point is probably going to turn out to be wrong. Well, right. and also, you know, in the trailer, they say, oh, welcome to the afterlife which to me immediately makes me interested whether he's actually dead or not because I love Grim Reaper stories. Mm. Like I love stories about people who are technically dead but are like yeah, that's, interacting just, in the real world. Yeah. Do you see my heart emojis? Yes, looking I do. Okay. I, see that I do. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about death more. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a little quote here that we could share because uh, we don't have any official information mm -hmm. on the plot besides what we see in this trailer. But Robert Pattinson, uh, here's how he described reading the uh, the script. He says, I've been a little wary of doing big movies for years and years, but there's just something about Chris uh, Nolan's stuff. He seems like the only director now who can do what is essentially a very personal, independent movie that has huge scale. I read the script and it's yeah. unreal. I, I mean, it doesn't really give us too much insight into story, but that right there captures, I think, why we are all so mesmerized by Christopher Nolan's work. And, you know, I especially love Inception mm -hmm. of his most recent films and Music something film. about the way that he digs into dreams and that makes me think that he could do the same with time here. Completely. Like Interstellar I still love but it worked a little less yeah. well for me so I this say, I hope kind of is in line with uh, Inception. I saw Interstellar in I'm like in the actual IMAX theater at Universal and it was such a great experience right. <laughs> that... I think I like the movie better than the movie maybe deserves. <laughs> I mean, I that's my favorite Hans Zimmer soundtrack, Interstellar. It's, really it's, good. it's like that that's like a 
perfect example of when a movie, uh, you know, levels up because of its score. Mm-hmm. And I think that's with all Nolan movies yeah. because he just knows not just the crew he works with, you know, that's going to, uh, again, level up his movie, but he's just so good at not just the action sequences and being very creative with those, but also the character moments, right? Yeah. And I feel like that most directors are either one or the other, and he's both, you know, so I'm really excited about this. I, I cannot wait for that. And I can't wait to see this trailer on the big screen, too. I yes. know that's a very important thing for Nolan with his with I mean, his trailers, and you could see why when you watch this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there was even a disclaimer at the end that said, for the full experience, yeah. make sure you see this in a movie theater, it, basically. It is, <laughs> it is yeah. true, and I, I look forward to doing just that and to get a little more information. I know he's not going to reveal all the details, but I am curious <laughs> to get, you know, I don't know, one solid logline to put me on the right path, oh, but man. one way or I the other. Go, next, I want, next year, this is a, a most anticipated. I want to go completely blind if I can, but what when does it come out, Perry? I believe it is July. I closed out the window, of course, but I believe it's July 2020. 26? Is it my birthday? Birthday it, present? It would, it would, yeah, I feel like it would make sense. The stars align. You're close enough. July 17th. Oh, oh well, you guys have the, to take me for my birthday. That's okay. the way, that's the way to celebrate. It is a deal. Tenant, I can't Sweet wait. Job. Hit the comment section below and tell us what you guys think about the trailer yourselves. And before we move on to a couple live Twitter questions, we're going to talk about one other trailer that uh, I'm going to get the title right. Actually, I'm not because it was abbreviated in the in the uh, in the show notes. Give me, yeah, I'm going to get it. To we all, in you. to all the boys I loved before was the great first movie that hit Netflix and was a major uh, phenomenon, made Noah Centineo like a huge thing now. This one is, scrolling, to all the boys, P.S., I still love you. I could get used to all the boys, P.S., I still love you. I'm fine. I can get used to that. This trailer is delightful. I think if you fell in love with that first movie, there's nothing not to love about this trailer, except for the fact that, you know, when you got two characters that say to each other, I'm not going to break your heart, you know they're going to break each other's hearts. But I just want to spend more time with the two of them in these roles. That first movie was a delight, and I think Netflix is going to knock it out of the park all over again. Yeah, I mean, I am not a huge fan. I grew up watching romantic comedies with my mom, but that's so that's why I know about them. But I usually don't like mm-hmm. them as much. And my husband loves the first one, so he actually, I, I, I was like, oh, there's a good, supposedly good movie on Netflix. Let's watch it. And I was like, that was actually pretty cute. I, I enjoyed that. I, I actually felt, you know, yeah. I, I like fell for the characters. Yeah. I like it, I, I was involved. I always get super bored in, in in romances. So I thought it was pretty cute. I think I'm a little like you where, you know, rom-com just isn't the genre I run to first. But I think Netflix in particular is really yes. carving out a nice corner for themselves between this and Always Be My oh. Maybe. And, you know, I think there is something about, I, no, I'm not saying romantic comedies don't belong on the big screen by any means, but I feel like making them for at home viewing you know especially right now i feel like it's just winter vibes i know this isn't coming out until february but right now it's like i want all like the warm fuzzy feels while i sit on my couch watching stuff and and that to your point perry again you know sure romantic comedies absolutely should be on the big screen and i am also i'm very particular about the type of romantic comedies that i like um but I think that there is something to be said about making them for 
home distribution because they're such a nice thing to watch at home. They really they're are. such a nice thing to watch at home. And this comes out right around uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. So <laughs> just wait for this to be one of the hottest topics yeah. out also, there. Also, being a uh, musical fan, uh, Jordan Fisher is in this. And yeah. he's delightful yeah. because he's a very talented young man. I'm looking forward to that. I sound like a grandma that's like <laughs> a cougar or something. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, it's fine. Well, no, yeah. that's my goal, yeah. to be a cougar. It's no, it's okay. I'm, I'm I feel like there. we should all set that goal. I think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into some chat stuff. So we have... Oh, uh, thank you for this, Thad. Uh, mm-hmm. Thad wants us to let you know that there are reports out there that they're playing a six-minute prologue at IMAX screenings of Rise of Skywalker for Tenant. Oh, really? Huh. Well, I'm not scheduled to see it in IMAX. No. Now I gotta go. I was good. I think that's why I just went dead silent. <laughs> dead, like, we're all like, why didn't we get invited? What, what do, what <laughs> like, do I do go? to get myself into one of those screenings now? Hopefully there are still tickets available, even if I have to sit in yeah. the front row or something. I don't... Well, I'm gonna look on my AMCA list right after this. Are they playing it at Universal? They gotta be. It's the oh, one man. real IMAX theater in... Los Angeles. Also, can they just let us in to watch that part and then we can just leave? I would, I we would, already saw the I, movie. Truly, I would truly <laughs> pay to just go see the yeah. six minutes and then leave. Yeah. I mean... But I, but I also want to go in blind. It's a very difficult decision yeah, yeah. as a movie nerd. I always say I want to go in blind, but I also know I can't help myself, so I'm hopeless in that department. So I don't care. I'm going to see it, and I'm going to read every single thing I could possibly find about this movie at this point. All right. Questions. I see the word. So I haven't looked at any of these, but I see the word creepy. So I'm immediately oh. going to that one. Daniel Barta. Danielle Barta is asking, what do you think is creepier? Is a creepier use of movie magic? Anthrop- anthropomorphized cats look in cats or bringing actors back to life. Ooh, that's an excellent that's question. That's a really, really good question. Because they are both horrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean... At least Cats was funny, whereas sometimes with uh, actors, uh, she's talking about like being de-aged and or, well, yeah, or, or being, yeah, being right. de-aged I mean, or, or, or like Tarkin. Right, because that's what I was going to bring yeah. up because uh, Rogue One is actually one of the few Star- newer Star Wars movies that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. And that's the part that completely took me out of the movie because it was like Cartoon Man walking around. So it was just really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that there is a level of when you know that that person is dead or you know that they don't look like that anymore it there it does there's this disconnect mm-hmm. um so my inclination is is bringing people back to life yeah so it's so so anthropomorphic actors is fine <laughs> i think that's what i'm saying i think it comes down to the amount of screen time more than anything You're i mean right. so someone even tweeted at me i'm sorry i forgot who did this but is, is cats a horror movie and <laughs> I was going to put it on my top 10 it, list of horror movies. It, ca- it, kinda is. it kind of is. So I think that if you are going to do that with human beings playing cats for the extent of a full feature, I would go the anthropomorphized route. But mm-hmm. if you're to do that, you know, if we're essentially talking about a past actor who is being brought back for a full feature film, like the, the James Dean stuff we've been discussing recently, then it would be that. 
So I think it's a matter of screen time for me. Yeah. Yeah, so if they bring back James Dean, I'm not into it. But if somebody makes a James Dean cameo happen with James Dean as a cat, then I'm okay with it. Always finding the happy medium, aren't you? It's a nice try. (laughs) All right, let's get to James. James wants to know, will the low Rotten Tomatoes score for Rise of Skywalker bring down opening weekend box office expectations? $200 is off the table now, isn't it? Is it? I, I think don't know. I'll let you guys answer before I. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because of the property itself. Like, I don't think I think a lot of us look at Rotten Tomato scores, but I think the general public doesn't really like the rest of the world. I think is going to make a lot of money no matter what because it's a Star Wars. Yeah, property. I was going to say I think that more what I'm getting of people who are nervous about the low score are people who are big star wars fans and there's no way that they're not going to go see it their concern is more that they're not feeling as hyped up to see it anymore Uh not that they're not going to go and i i kind of do wonder how much the general public is affected by something like that for something that's part of such a huge franchise if this were just like you know, original space film number 26. Yeah, this would definitely affect the box office results. But I I don't know that it's going to make as big of an impact as one might think. I don't think you could say that the low Rotten Tomato score will be the thing that leads it to having a lower number. But when you add up all the little issues that they've had... That could do it, because not sure. only do I think it's coming in under Last Jedi, but I am going under the $200 million mark. I said 190 which okay. is right around what Lion King made, which I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're two completely different films, you know, different fan bases, all of that. But Lion King was another movie this year that went into its release with, like, the biggest hype in the world. Then all of a sudden, it got a lukewarm reception. And not that $190 million is like a teeny tiny bit of money, but yeah, when we're looking it. at the Star Wars film franchise and the idea of Rise of Skywalker meeting the level level that was already set by the movies that came before it it's a little bit of a disappointment to see it come in lower and i think between rotten tomatoes or reviews mm-hmm. in general between you know the bad taste left in some people's mouths with last jedi and just thinking about this when i was walking out of the screening when i saw force awakens the first thing that i thought is i can't wait to take my entire family to this and i'm not yeah. just talking about my little cousins my parents my mom in particular who isn't the biggest star wars fan i still looked at that movie and i'm like like she's gonna like it there's certain like like really just like broad appealing themes and topics sure. and i think she's gonna get invested in these characters i I felt it a little less so with uh, Last Jedi, but I don't feel it at all with Rise of Skywalker. I would be very hesitant to send her as a a very casual Star Wars fan into that movie. And my parents are really into Star Wars, and so, like, I was talking to my mom about it, and I was like, I, you know, I thought it was fine. Uh, And she was like, well, I don't know. I, I think I'll probably like it, but I... I honestly think my parents may have some of the same issues mm-hmm. that I have with it. So you, yeah. add, you add all yeah. this up, though, and it I mean, could I, amount to bringing it down. I think that uh, because my family and I grew up as Star Wars fans, this is just a tradition that whenever a new one comes out, we always watch it together, mm. like, for Christmas, right? That. So, that's, so that's something that uh, right now I'm like, well, guess I'm going to see it again. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So I think when you add all those factors up, it can bring it down a bit. Also, the fact mm-hmm. that we have more like major must-see blockbusters mm-hmm. in theaters than ever. It's all of these things are working against it. Just to, not to bring it down to like an abysmal opening, but we're just talking no, about a little no, less than no. the movie that came before. Yeah. It's no, going to so- make a ton of money. It's just not going to probably, you know, beat something like Force Awakens or, sure. or, or any it's of the other ones. It's not going Maybe to be Force Jedi Awakens. for that matter. Yeah. All right, let's get one more question in before we say goodbye. This one from MK Songbird, who's asking, mm-hmm. are there any smaller films from earlier this year you saw that came and went without much attention that you think are worth tracking down? And uh, MK Songbird recommends Little Woods. Mm. So earlier this year, yeah. early, earlier in the year, and also something that didn't get maybe that much love. I mean, I think Perry's going to be happy with my answer. Ooh. I keep pitching uh, to uh, Booksmart to people. Oh, yeah. I that was think- my answer too. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, no, I think Booksmart is one of the coolest, funniest coming of age movies we've seen in so long, and it's directed so beautifully. the The music is great. Yeah. The acting is great. It's funny. Like I, I'm, I'm still sad that not a lot of people watch that movie. I think I, it's great. Also with book smart it's so funny because i i i watch trailers for other teen comedies and i go i don't feel as represented by that as i did by book smart i felt like i was watching my own life watching book smart exactly. <laughs> and, and i think it's probably because the characters are actually feel real yeah. you know like they feel like they're acting like teenagers act yes. and most of the movies that we get are not that way so that was very refreshing and no, it's just, so watch it's it. so funny. It's filled with great one-liners that you can't mm-hmm. forget. And the pacing is just so on point. It's vibrant. It's snappy. I, I love that movie so, so much. I'm just looking at the January release yeah, I know. calendar I was, I was right like, now. I gotta look back. I think The Kid, who, the kid who Would Be King is a oh, great so family-friendly adventure that was kind of forgotten about. But Joe Cornish is a phenomenal I, I director. I totally remember when I first started seeing trailers for that. And I went, this looks adorable. It, like, it no really, one's going to see this. It really is. Yeah. It's kind of like you know like a fun romp yeah and it's it, great it makes you feel good and it's heart is firmly in the right place which i always appreciate um scrolling down a little more let's see if we can get a couple other titles here i mean happy death did you see happy oh death? my oh, god i love the happy death day series yeah. i think it's so refreshing so so good because so yeah. that first one it. came out in october of whatever year and it did very well and then this one hit theaters i think it was valentine's it day was, this yeah. year and it, it i don't even think it cracked 10 million oh. opening weekend which is so unfortunate because i think that that movie represents a great way to continue a franchise mm-hmm. where they kept yeah. they kept the core concept intact but they almost like pivoted genres a little and it works really well right and jessica roth is so good she, she really is, is so good why is she not in more things like jessica roth is unbelievably talented who plays tree the main girl in happy death day i want to see her in more stuff i have a, for, for you in particular for some reason did you ever see the movie greta no. Oh my God. So banana. I don't, I don't know why I think you would really like this. Uh, it's, it's weird. With, it's with uh, Isabel Huppert and Ooh, uh, Chloe Moretz. And Marais, and yeah. it's, it's like. Uh, Isabel is my favorite. It's okay, like, cool. It's kind of batshit and crazy. It's totally, is it a horror movie? It's, yeah, it's a okay. horror. Yeah. It's a thriller, thriller, I'd call it. Okay. And basically, the concept is that this woman is like 
entrapping young girls into being her friend, sort okay. of. It's very bizarre. You have to but see I it. But I think you'd like it. Okay, I'm down. I'm I, always down for it would weird be, movies. It would be your kind of thing. Okay. Um, and I think everybody out there would enjoy Greta. Give it a go. You probably missed it this year. All right, we do have to say goodbye because, Dorina, you have a show to run off to. I do have a show. Um, if you guys want to keep watching Collider and all these lovely people that I work with, um, I am on Collider Live at 10 a.m. So that's the only place to go after you're done with Movie Talk. Emma, as always, thank you so much yes, for being here. Yes, thank you so here. much. And uh, later this evening, be sure to check out a new episode of Collider Jedi Council. We are going to be doing a non-spoiler look at Rise of Skywalker, as well as talking about The Mandalorian and all kinds of Star Wars news. Adam in the booth, Dorian and Thad in the chat. Thank you guys for making us uh, aware of the Tenet trailer. It was fun to do that on the show today. Huge thanks to everybody out there watching. Do not leave this video without liking and sharing it and tune back in tomorrow, 9 a.m. PT for a brand new episode. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.